0: founder of DrBayerPR.com, as well as the CEO of PR Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you another series in our business and healthcare and medicine, where I am going to be talking about such an important topic, which is the value ladder. So if uh, you caught our recent uh, first episode of this series, every beginning of the month, I'm going to be giving you a podcast episode that is primarily focused on the business aspect related around medicine. And I thought it would be so important to talk about the onus of having a value ladder what a value ladder is And why you need it in your business today So like always remember to subscribe to the podcast Leave us a 5 star review And again if you're loving uh, these business related Podcast episodes Please let me know and maybe I can uh, Think about branching off And having it's own separate podcast So you guys be blessed, get ready for another Amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn With Dr. Barry. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store Living out the motto, empower yourself for better health And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbierrepr.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. All right. So again, the, we're talking about the importance of the value ladder. So again, I just want to kind of give a kind of introduction on myself, obviously, if this is your first time listening or watching me, so you kind of understand who is Dr. Pierre and you know why is he even talking about like business related stuff? So I am obviously a board certified internist. I'm an academic hospitalist physician, uh, national speaker, health education and content creator, right? So that's what I like to do in the form of blogging, in the form of podcast hosting, in the form of obviously the video blogs. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, but more importantly, right, and, and when I especially when I talk about the kind of CEO of PM Medical Consulting, like what is PM Medical Consulting? For me, it's a health promotion/slash education company that helps not only bridge the gap of education for patients across the world, uh, but also help bridge the gap for health professionals wanting to kind of learn the digital uh, landscape of social media. So again, uh, health education promotion company, business consulting, something I love doing. Again, it produces my podcast, produces obviously Medicine Mondays and Real Physician Reacts. Um, and it does some professional consulting for like digital products and promotions, as well as again on the medical side, right? Like I am a medical director on a few different uh, venues, right? So again, just encompasses a lot. Um, with the peer medical consulting is definitely something that it was something I actually started right out of a little bit out of residency, right? Because I kind of understood that you know what the importance of being you know a business professional on top of being a physician was going to be extremely important. So. Let's talk about the value ladder and why is it so important, right? So, question: What is a value ladder? It consists of a range of products. It consists of a series of offers that increase in price and value, right? And the reason why I want to make sure we stress those two aspects because when I talk to a lot of my professionals and you know their entrepreneurs, small business operators that are trying to you know uh, accelerate their business, I, I always ask kind of these series of questions. Want to see if they have a value ladder or if they do have one, is it something that needs to be scaled upon? So understanding that when you get into business, any type of business, you're going to have a pool of customers and understanding that the pool of customers that you have uh, may start at the lower rung of the ladder, but may not end up at the higher rung. Right. And we will go through the kind of the process of what it means as far as lower rung and higher rung and why that's important for a business. Um, It gives business owners the opportunity to maximize the spend of every single customer. So again, when 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 I think about a business, any type of business, you you could just pick and choose. When I think about a business, having one that like, yes, I have customer A and customer A may spend a dollar with me. But like the goal is how can I make customer A either spend a dollar with me all the time or end up spending five dollars with me, ten dollars with me. And that's why you need to have a value ladder. because if you don't have these, again, range of products, if you don't have these series of offers that helps the client and customer move along, then they can't spend five or ten dollars with you. Maybe they spend the one dollar and then that's all they have. And I always think of it as my client's journey. So, how am I going to take whoever my client is, my patient, whatever that person is, and help move them along my business and help fulfill all the issues and promises that they need? So, this is kind of an example of what I would think about when we think about the value ladder, right? So, again, you have this lower rung of the value ladder where, again, the price is typically lower. It's kind of what I always think about it as the entry level aspect um and then you're just kind of moving people along and when I, when i think about as we move people along the ladder we always and as a business we always have to understand that when we talk about high value clients and versus our non high value clients we understand that every client we have isn't necessarily going to be a high value aka vip let's think about if you're going to a club right if you're going to a club yes a lot of people go through kind of the regular line and then there's some people who do the vip line but if, uh, if I'm a club owner, if I don't ever offer the VIP line, that's, that's revenue I'm losing, right? That's business I'm losing out on, right? So that's why it's always important whenever you're doing any type of business structure to have the ability to kind of help move patients along that journey. Because when you're just starting out as a business and you're looking for that dream client and you're trying to solve that dream client's problem, this is what it typically presents, right? Your your client before you, they're confused, they're lost, they're unsure, they're unclear, they're perplexed, they're disoriented, and they're bewildered, right? Like, because they have a problem but they need someone to help solve it. And they don't really know how to solve it. They just know that they need someone to help solve it. Let's think about this in the example of being hungry. If I am hungry and I know I'm hungry, but maybe there's no food in the house, I need to go somewhere where i can solve that problem of being hungry and that's where you have all of these you know fast food restaurants and grocery stores and all these other places here to help solve that particular problem but if i'm hungry but i have an appetite for a certain type of meal guess what like yes i can have a thousand different options but like if i only want you know peruvian food like i'm only going to go to a peruvian place that serves that type of food right so that's where you as the business owner has to come in and say like, okay, I have a solution for someone's, my client's problem, but I need to make sure that I, that they know that I'm here to kind of move them along their journey. Because once your client, and I always think about the journey, right? Once your client or your customer meets you, their journey should be solved with clarity. It should be able to build them some confidence and they should have a mindset shift that says, hey, you know what? Like, I found my Peruvian restaurant. Like, like I'm no longer starving. Like, I know exactly what I want to eat on the menu. Like, a lot of things should change once your client meets you. And when, when I talk to business owners, a lot of times they have trouble meeting their client's expectations because they don't know where your, their client's expectations need to go. And at the end of the day, like you need the results, right? I need to be able to say like, yep, I've got the results. I was, I was hungry. I was at home. I didn't have food at home. I went outside. I had an appetite for Peruvian meals and then now I'm eating my Peruvian meal, right? So the results are there. So this talk about some of the benefits of the value ladder for the business owner. It helps build trust. And, in this day and age, especially when it comes to social media, there are so many different options on, you know, what you can, you know, partake in, right? Like again, as a, I'm a health content creator, right? So there are so many different options under the health content space that you can create. You don't necessarily have to be watching me or listening to me, but like something I've done has allowed me to build that trust where I'm the person you listen to when it comes to topics like this. It helps also build loyalty, right? When I have a value ladder and you can see the, the value ladder that I'm presenting for you know, my, my customer and my clients, aka my lunch and lunch community, like like I build, I help establish that trust and then build that loyalty that allows you to move up uh, that, that ladder that may sometimes be scary for others. More importantly, it helps increase the ability to retain the customer. I think this is probably a more important uh, aspect of it all because if you talk to any business owner... It's one thing to spend money to get a new customer, but it's more important to retain that customer because if you can retain a customer, it is much cheaper than having to go and pay for a new one. Right. And that's just kind of marketing one on one. Like I may spend money to get people in the door, in the door to see my product, but as long as I'm doing what I need to do like I can kind of keep and maintain, right, that customer, right? Like, and that's really the goal um, at hand. Also guiding the customer's journey. Again, a lot of times our customers are confused, they're perplexed, they don't know what they want to do, but if you're able to solve that riddle for them. If you're able to give them the right direction, all of a sudden your customers love you, right? And again, like I said, if I can solve, like say you come to me, say, Hey, I'm listening to Dr. Pierre. Cause I know he always gives me more up-to-date factual information on health related content. Boom. All of a sudden now I've gained your trust. I've gained your loyalty. And now you stay with me when I continue on to my newer adventures. So about creating your value ladder, because this is a question I get a lot. Like, what, like, how do I create a value ladder? Like, like, what do I need to do? So you have to ask yourself, what is your purpose, right? And and of course, as a business owner, you may be thinking, like, well, you know, I just I want to sell T-shirts, or I want to sell this product, or I want to, you know, provide this service. But you have to ask yourself, what is the purpose that you're doing it for, right? Because if you don't understand the purpose of your business, right, then the purpose of your value ladder will never come into fruition. For example, when I think about my mission statement for peer medical consulting, like I, the, the my verbiage is essentially peer medical consulting is a health and promotions company here to help patients establish a more efficient and beneficial way to achieve their best efficient health status and empower themselves for better health. Right. And that is my goal. Right. Like I want to make sure that the health information that you see around you is so um, broken down and so simplified for you that you're able to get their health goals that you're looking for. So you got to have that mission statement. Who are you serving? Right. Understanding who is your dream client, who is your dream customer is going to be extremely important, because once you understand who your dream Customer is and who you're serving, then you're able to move them up the ladder with your offers that you can provide. What is a result that you can provide? Again, PMI Consulting, I can help you empower yourself for better health, right? Like that is the result that I'm looking to provide with the services that I'm that I have. What is the opportunity your business provides? Right. So this is essentially how can I medical consulting or whatever my business, um, how can I provide the results that I'm wanting my clients to achieve? So you have to be able to, these are just very poignant questions that you have to be able to answer. Because if you as the business owner can't answer those questions and you as a business owner can't expect customers to come to you, and if the customers won't come to you, they're not going to build that trust. They're not going to build that loyalty. And then they're not going to be able to move up the value ladder. Right. So very, very important for you to be able to kind of establish, you know, that aspect of your value ladder. So I want to go over some some examples of the value ladder that we see on a day-to-day basis that we may not have ever thought was a, you know, a value ladder of sorts. But when you, when, especially once you start to think about what the process was of, you know, you becoming a customer and then moving up, then it will make all the sense of the world. So I'm going to focus on three companies. Again, there's Every company has a value ladder, but I wanted to focus on three, three, three companies: Disney World, McDonald's, and Apple, right? Like if you're listening to this or you're watching this, you are more likely going to be affected by at least one of these companies, right? If not multiple, like if not all three. But one way, shape, or form, you are affected by these three companies. And and I think once you understand, like just how these three companies you know, establish value ladders within their business. Then it'll make sense to you, kind of moving forward. So let's think about Disney, right? And um, when I when we think about the the value ladder, we always say like, all right, how do I move a person from my lower ring, which is typically the lowest value, lowest price, all the way up. So let's think about the D- Disney parks, right? So let's, let's think about Disney in general, Walt Disney in general. So the first and foremost thing is the Disney Channel, right? That is a channel that comes on your cable, especially right your cable, cable network TV, cartoon, and it just shows cartoons and entertains uh, your children 24-7, especially if you're a parent out there, you are fully aware of the power of Disney and Disney Junior and Disney XD and all of those Disney's. And then as you move up Disney's value ladder, now like, hey, you know what? You've been watching our cartoons and TV shows for a while. Hey, how about you check out our movies, right? So boom. So now all of a sudden, I go from watching TV from the comfort of my home, so now I'm going out to pay for Disney-related movies, right? And, like, you know, obviously before the digital era, like, my, my wife used to have these Disney movies that they would say, like, we're going in the vault, right? So, Disney would periodically, like, release a movie and then pull it back off the shelves, right? So, you you made sure you either got your uh, your your movie on 4K DVD, or you just kind of went to the movies to go see it. And then as you moved up, Disney said, hey, you know what? Like You've been enjoying our movies. You've been enjoying our TV shows. Hey, you know what? We have this subscription service that we think you would love. So boom, here comes something like Disney Plus, right? So now all of a sudden all of the movies, all of the, the, the TV shows that you had a chance to watch, guess what? Now I have a subscription-based service that you can actually uh, obtain all of these content on, right? And again, like I said, it's just moving you up the ladder, moving you up the ladder. Um, Disney merchandise, of course, but all the sense of the world right cuz your kids are watching you know these cartoons these movies left and right left and right so now all of a sudden when you go to the uh, the you know the stores the the Walmarts the um you know the Targets of the world and all this sudden now you're seeing Disney related merchandise there right so now you're picking up Disney related merchandise because the end goal right of Disney and the company of Disney is how do i get these folks to come to our parks right like there are people who travel the world right? To come to Disney parks, right? Because they understand like that is the epic center, right? Again, you watch, uh, anytime you see a a championship celebration, the theme used to be like, I guess I'm going to Disney after this, right? Like it used to be this monumental occasion to go to Disney parks. And at the Disney parks, not only are you going to see all of those uh, TV show characters, all of those movie characters that you saw there, you're going to see plenty of merchandise there, right? And it's just that ambiance of being inside a Disney park, right? And at the end of the day, that's what Disney wants, right? Disney wants you to have the full Disney experience. And if you talk to people who are, you know, Team Disney, right, you don't have that full Disney experience until you go to the parks and immerse yourself at the Magic Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, the Epcot. Like, you don't have that full experience. So that's like, again, that's just Disney's value ladder. And there's a lot of different parts in there moving forward. But as you can see, you can see how Disney first started out by just providing you that cartoon, right, that you were just watching or your kids are just watching and just kind of slowly reeling you in until the point you got to the parks. So let's talk about McDonald's, right? McDonald's is a very interesting one, right, which may, you know, and the, the, the latter aspect of McDonald's may kind of trick people, right? Especially, especially if you're listening to this, you may not wonder, like, what is the highest aspect of the, the McDonald's value ladder? But, like, I want you to kind of go with me. The majority of us who go to McDonald's, enjoy McDonald's, the reason why we started doing this is because as a child, right, a big thing for us was the Happy Meal toys, right? So McDonald's said, you know what, if we provide a toy with the Happy Meal, kids will be excited about eating McDonald's because they know they're going to get the toy. So it was never even really about The the actual meal was more about, like, how do I get this product here, this free, quote-unquote, free product here to children and get kids hooked on it? Because we know if we get... Kids hooked on the aspect of going to McDonald's and receiving a prize from going to McDonald's. Guess what? Those kids are eventually going to grow up, and they're going to become adults, and they're still going to come to McDonald's, right? Which is exactly what happened, right? So as you moved on from getting your Happy Meal toys, and then of course when you're getting your Happy Meal toys, you're getting Happy Meals. Guess what? Your your adults had to bring you there. So boom, all of a sudden now there's hamburgers. Um, and then as you move along, you can't just can't have the hamburgers. You remember the campaign Super size me, right? So all of a sudden, now you're getting fries and drinks with that. And now you're getting a lot of more upper tier items, chicken sandwiches, whatever it is, right? But now you're getting more higher tier items. And those who probably don't realize it, that Disney makes up, I'm sorry, McDonald's makes a boatload of money on the fries, on the drinks, on the upper tier items, like their profit margin is through the roof. But like that is only small potatoes because one of the biggest you know, aspects of McDonald's is real estate, right? Which sounds kind of crazy, right? Which you would think like, all right, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what what, does a fast food restaurant, you know, care about real estate, but like real estate. And when you, especially when you read some of um, the documentaries uh, on Ray Kroc is like, that was the biggest endeavor with McDonald's, right? Because all of those areas that you see McDonald's Uh, has a location, they own that property that the McDonald's is sitting on. So McDonald's has become one of the more wealthier companies strictly from a real estate portfolio standpoint, right? But again, you can't have uh, an expensive real estate portfolio unless you have a a product that people are willing to go to, right? So again, for as a kid, it started as the Happy Meal toy, but in the big business world of things, it's like, you know what? Like, how do I expand my real estate empire, right? And I do it by selling hamburgers and you know fries and drinks at the spots. So, a very interesting uh, aspect of and McDonald's always kind of fool you in, in that aspect because it's such a huge uh, you know conglomerate in regards to real estate is concerned that you think it's just like a burger um, franchise when it's really not. And Apple, oh Apple! Again, for those who don't know, I am Team Apple all the way. And if you remember how Apple started, Apple started as primarily a, a hardware related company, right? It had it had the Apple computer, but as as Apple has moved up uh, in the world, and as its customers have moved up in its value ladder, Apple has became this huge conglomerate in regards to software and continuity, right? And continuity is a thing that I always, when I'm talking to you know my clients. I'm always kind of educating on making sure they have an opportunity for a continuity-related program, right? Because that's a good way to make continuous money. So again, think about the Apple computer hardware started old, but as you moved along, all of a sudden, it was the iPod and then the iTunes for music. And then lo and behold, here comes the iPhone and then guess what, iOS software. And then as we continue to move up this ladder, it's Apple TV, it's the Apple Watch, it's the Apple iPad, the AirPods. It's all of these hardware related things but at the end of the day it was because they wanted to make sure that you were so encompassed in the in the family of apple that it's almost extreme like for those if if you have any uh you know mac lovers in your family you understand how difficult it is to get them to use something outside of the Mac world, right? Like I could tell you, I have, I have an iPod and I have the iPhone. I have the Apple TV, right? I have an Apple watch, Right. Like I got the AirPod. Like I have all of these things there because they just make sense. They talk to each other. And that's what Apple was always uh, banking for. Right. Like to the point where like the continuity aspect of Apple and I kind of mentioned some things here, Apple Music, Apple Plus, Apple One, Apple TV, plus Apple Arcade, Apple News, Apple Fitness, like everything is Apple, Apple, Apple related because it wants to kind of keep you in the world of Apple. And if you're in the world of Apple, you're not going to go outside, you know, to get another product. Or if you do, you'll, you'll you're you're going to notice how inconvenient it is, right? So again, these are you know again all, every company you 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 name a company, they have it as well. But this is how companies help move you up the value ladder because they recognize that hey, you know what, I may not get a person you know, to say like, hey, you know, McDonald's provide real estate. Hey, I may not get a person to say Apple, hey, buy all of these products. But like, if I start out early, right, if I get them when it's just iTunes, when I, if I get them when it's just an iPod, if I get them when it's just an iPhone, right? Like if I get them when it's just watching, you know, the Disney channel on TV, eventually some of them will move up uh, this ladder. And then once they move up the ladder, that's when, you know, the money is there. So, and obviously I like to give some kind of real life examples, right? So let's, let's think about the dentist, right? So you don't have to think about this huge fortune 500 company. Let's just think about a regular dentist, right? And how could a regular dentist use something like a value ladder in their business, right? So I, again, obviously, I'm biased, right? Like, I think, especially when we talk about health related content, um, you know, providing some type of weekly content like a weekly vlog, right? Where a dentist is giving, you know, healthy tips on, you know, what to do to, you know, keep the best look and keep your your teeth clean. And then you know, maybe they start providing free teeth cleanings uh, in the area. Again, that, another way to kind of get you into uh, the office. And then right when you get to the office, they have, you know, ancillary items that they provide, such as like toothbrushes, water picks, teeth whiteners, all these things there that can still be sold within the, the, the sphere of the dentist's offices. And then as they move up all of a sudden all right you, you like the you like their weekly vlog you, you know you, you they got you in by getting the free teeth cleaning they're giving you some free toothbrushes you know what let me go ahead and you know you know work on this treatment plan that this dentist is recommending right and when all this is said and done if I have a select A batch of clients within all of that, that rung, maybe I can persuade some of them to do some cosmetic related procedures, right? That again, that just helps build, uh, you know, the the balance sheet and increase the profits, right? So again, this is, and this is just, again, this is just kind of me spitballing it, but like, that's exactly how, if I was a dentist, I would kind of use it, right? And again, maybe a physician, What, what would a doctor do with this, right? So again, again, obviously weekly blogs, right? Moving up, maybe they get some, uh, books and maybe they're selling books, maybe selling t-shirts, right? And then as they move up, now they're starting to do uh, more speaking uh, assignments and speaking at conferences and uh, health-related events and all these things there, again, to kind of help build that brand, build that trust, build that loyalty. And then as they opened up their general practice, guess what? Boom. Hey, come to see me. Uh, My practice is open. I can tell you when I was doing outpatient medicine, the amount of people who would come to see me who had already saw Either uh, one of my blogs, one of my videos, or read like the amount of people who had already knew who they were getting. Uh, as a physician was so much that it made it so much easier. So then when they would come and I would say, hey, you know, your pressure's a little high, you know, your pressure's like they understood because I've already established that level of trust for them. And then if, if I want to move them even higher on the ladder, right, maybe like out of the 50,000 or less, oh, that's too many, but let's say 5,000 patients I have in my general practice, maybe I open up a concierge related practice as well too, right, for, for just a select clientele, right? So again, there's so many different ways ways right when we're thinking about the the value ladder how we can encompass it in our Business, right, and and that's why again we when we have to, but we, but if you're not thinking about your concierge practice, if you're not thinking about the general practice, if you're not thinking ahead, then your customers don't know what they need either, right? Like, and that's just what is what it is, right? Like again, I understand that I may have more people who watch me uh, on YouTube, listen to my podcast, or read the blog. Like, I'm gonna have a lot of people do that, but I may not have that many people who want to join my concierge practice, but I also shouldn't expect it, right? And again, I always think about, you know, as you move up the value ladder, the rung on the value ladder is a little bit, is a little bit uh, uh, shorter, right? Like you shouldn't expect the same amount of people who are able to encompass your weekly blogs and uh, your vlogs and everything else to also get your high-end product. Because if that's the case, guess what? You don't have a high-end enough product, right? Your product, your high-end quote-unquote product is too low. So when we talk about implementing a value ladder within our business, I think the most important thing is you gotta have some application uh behind it, right? You have to understand the why and the how. You have to understand why your customer needs you, you have to understand what journey they're going along, and then you have to more importantly understand how are you, right? How is your business going to take them along with that journey? But if you don't understand that, if you can't apply that to your business, then you'll never be able to have really an effective value ladder. Um, Automation, I think automation is key. Um, Reason why? Because it establishes a systemic process uh, to move customers up your ladder, right? You have to have a way to move your clients up along this ladder, up along their journey to the end, right? Again, I'm all about empowering yourself for better health, right? So I have to have a way to help educate uh, the people who come in contact with me to help empower themselves for better health, right? I have to have a way to get them to the point where they're listening to me on uh, the podcast, watching me on my YouTube, and then eventually maybe if they're joining my private you know, consultation, if I was doing that, right? Like, like I have to be able to do that um, matter for them. And then really, I think assistance is everything, right? Because time freedom is so key when you're trying to run a business, that if you are not establishing and establishing the level of importance associated with your time, like you're going to be lost, right? You're going to be burnt out and then making sure it's a team effort, right? And again, uh, the amount of business owners that I see try to do this on their own, like it, it's scary, right? But like it, it's, and, and I understand why. Cause again, I probably, I used to be the same way, right? Where like, I didn't want, um, you know, other people to help me, or i more importantly, I thought that I could do all of it myself. But once I understood that, being able to teach others um, within my business to be able to help grow my business without me um, was key. Then like everything else just kind of made sense. And when, when I think about it in, in the general terms, right, especially for those uh, business owners, small business owners who are like, you know what? I, I love what I heard today. I want to start thinking about a value ladder for my business, right? Like think about it in this terms, right? You, you start out with some free related offers, Right. And again, that's just kind of building up the loyalty, building up the trust within your customer's journey. And then you just kind of slowly move along. Maybe you have some front end offers that, again, typically going to be a little bit more expensive uh, or just charging in general uh, than your free offers. But again, it it helps establish that trust. Right. Because a person who has a person who will spend a dollar with you trusts you. Right. Again, you can watch me on YouTube, listen to me on podcasts all day. Right. But if I have a t shirt to sell, right, and you don't buy a t shirt from me, that means you don't necessarily trust me that much. Or that like you're not the customer that I'm looking for, which is okay. Right. Cause again, I already understand that I'm going to have plenty of people who um, will listen to the podcast watch me on YouTube and never actually purchase a product and that's great. Like cuz as long as they're, you know, promoting, they're sharing, they're liking, then that's that's their job, right? Cuz I'm going to have other people who buy t-shirts, buy books, or like I'm going to have other people who do that. And then as you move them up a ladder and you are giving them a front end offer, moving them up this aspect of like all right, what can I provide next, right? Like and that's why when I talked about understanding the how and the why, you have to understand that for your client to get from point A to point B, be there's certain steps along the way, and typically your client does not know what those steps are. But if you are the business owner, you need to be able to fill those steps in for your client, you know, really to kind of get them, uh, you know, the, the best, uh, you know, out of them that, that you can, right? And, and, and that's really the goal for me, just understanding one. Like the importance of a value ladder, right? Like I think that's again, if 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 you don't, if you can just think about your your best favorite business that you have right now, and and ask yourself like, I'm, I wonder what so and so's business value ladder is, right? And if if you don't know it or your that business isn't really articulating it well, then they're likely going to have roadblocks in in their journey, right? Because again, like for you to move up, for you to scale up as a business, you got to be able to plan ahead, establish a framework within your business, like I said, it's it's not and again, especially when we think about the higher end level, just having the opportunity there is sometimes enough. Like, uh, there's so many business owners that go through what I call kind of a uh, perfection paralysis, right? Like, if everything is not perfectly ready to go, that they won't do it. And the, the amount of people who end up not doing uh, what they need to do because of that, right? Like they won't even start because it's not perfect all the way. Um, it, it's frightening, but it happens too much. And and again, I, like I kind of mentioned, right, allows business owners to become unstuck, right? Whenever I talk to, you know, one of my uh, consultation clients and they say like, hey, I'm not sure what I need to do next, right? I always say like, what is what is in your value? Like, I always ask them that because when, when you have trouble, you know, you know, of what to provide next for your client. That typically means that you don't have your value ladder really thought out as well as it could. And then customer retention, because, again, we all know it is much cheaper to retain your customer and then have them buy, you know, more items off of you than to try to get a new customer from off the street. It's that it's That's always the case. Right. And again, bottom line. Right. Increase that profit. Right. If you want, you know, the 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 highest uh, a, availability of profit uh, amongst your 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 clients, your patients, whoever that is. Like you got to be able to do that with a value ladder and that ports, right? So again, like I said, it's it's definitely one of the more important foundational topics when we think about business. Um, And understanding that when we think about business, when we're thinking about these value ladders and automations and increasing our profit, we have to be able to drive our customer throughout their journey. Because, again, your customer is bewildered, you know, they're lost, they're confused, but it's really up to you as a business owner to get them to that next level. Right, so I am yours truly again, Doctor Barry Pierre. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, for joining. Like I said, it's we only do this one uh, podcast episode out of the month. Um, so again, every first of the month is when we're dropping kind of these business related discussions. Um, if we get enough, like because I know a lot of people like uh, love Doctor Melva's episode, and we get enough people who say like, "Oh, I love Doctor Barry when you do these kind of business related discussions." Like, I'll think of a way. I'll if, if I got to do like a a separate podcast, I'll do that. Like I'm I'm totally fine with that. But I definitely wanted to start incorporating uh the aspect of you know business discussion within kind of the lunch and learn community because I think it's extremely important. And plus I know I have a lot of health reflecting fortunately I, I'm I'm glad that you know even though I talk a lot of health related education and everything I got a lot of you know, health related professionals, business professionals just kind of watch me anyways. Right. So now now you can listen to me for some health related topics as well as some business related topics as well, man. So, again, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, and I'm gonna see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable what we're doing here on the lunch learn and everything with Pierre medical consulting and if you have not done so go ahead and join the list serve to join the list serve it's very easy just grab your phone right now I'll pause join the list serve you want to text lunch learn pod is all gonna be one word lunch learn pod to four four two 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 And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out. Because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. These are the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day. And I'm going to see you guys next week.